on the wrestling podcast about nothing in this season of giving and giving thanks. Sonny Goodspeed joins Fury and myself in saying what we are thankful for in independent wrestling then and now. Want me to tell you something I'm not thankful for? What's that? You and your schedule. All right, we'll get to that. Plus, your promo about nothing and so much more. But first, tell him, George. I think I can sum up the show for you with one word. Nothing. Wrestling fans, there are millions and millions of podcasts out there, but there's nothing like this one. Do you ever just get down on your knees and thank God that you know me and have access to my dementia? This is the wrestling podcast about nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Welcome to the wrestling podcast about nothing, episode 187, a production of Crackpot Podcasts. My name is Mike Crockett. I'm a longtime independent wrestling referee in the Northeast currently on an extended haze for the ring and not joining me as always is a veteran of the new england independent Matt wars well there is a veteran of the new england independent Matt wars here with me but not brian malonis because he is still in sunny orlando florida as of this recording instead joining me here well i mean he's here anyway but uh he is the owner operator head trainer of the new england pro wrestling academy the owner operator promoter booker wrestler for chaotic wrestling he is the permanent host of the wrestling podcast about nothing the firebrand brian fury hello sir episode 187 yes <laughs> all right I'm number down. 187 on undercover cop yeah i'm done with that <laughs> right. my ears perked up when you said that nice <laughs> well uh brian let's bring someone else in to the podcast nice. we don't have brian malonis here longtime close personal friend of ours yes uh, i mean brian malonis He's chunky, but this guy is chunky and also funky. Oh, double whammy. Yes, he is New England wrestling veteran, Sonny Goodspeed. Yeah, and Hall of Famer. You are a Hall of Famer. I forgot about that. What I'm going to do is I'm going to bring in my plaque so you can put it up on the wall, too. (laughs) I'll get it out of my drawer or whatever. You got a collection going here, Brian. So, okay, real quick. A couple weeks ago, Malonis talked about how my office or whatever is my shrine to myself, whatever. I looked around, I see like three things hanging on the wall. That's One, that's about it. Two, three. Yeah. And so, secondly, four. Five. So, so secondly, you you're pointing at stuff that had nothing to do with me there, Crockett. But secondly, the reason they're all here in my office is because the wife said I'm not allowed to hang this up at home. So I just put them up here in my office. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, his man that, cave, right? Yeah, that plaque would look awkward next to a family photo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't really fit. Well, uh, last night we are recording Saturday morning at the. New England Pro Wrestling Academy as Brian Fury spreads his germs. So last night was breaking point for Chaotic Wrestling in Andover, Massachusetts, right? Just yes. down the road. Yes, it was. How did it all go? Well, I didn't really get to see much of the second half because uh, we were interrupted by one Josh Briggs, who was... The Evolve Champion? Yes, the Evolve Champion, who I suspended indefinitely about two and a half months ago. He showed up while I wasn't there at the last show. He showed up again last night. Wait, wait, wait. Who runs the door at Chaotic Wrestling is letting this guy in willy-nilly? Well, the wife and Sonny were both at the door last night. That's true. And just he didn't Sonny make it by at, me. Just Sonny yeah. was at the door two shows ago. Yeah. Ooh. So, um, regardless. Snuck in the back door. Oh, okay. Yeah. Regardless, things got a little hairy, and he ended up choke slamming me through the stage uh, last night. Through the stage? Yeah. yeah. Did damage to the uh, the high school there? I don't know. I, or no, I or no, it's the 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 stage that you guys set up. The stage that we set up. Oh, okay, yeah. that's some shoddy uh, machinery there. Yeah, okay. I mean, Crockett, it was a fight last night. I I stood up from the table to watch it because I saw Josh out there. It, so it must have been big if it. you stood up. It was. Yeah, I actually got up <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this actually got me out of my seat." And it was it was a fight. It was good. And then uh, to see Brian get put through the stage was that was something else. Nikki immediately ran to the back to take care of him and. It was a mess. Hey, Brian's here on a neck brace today. We didn't mention that. Yeah. He's got his arm in a sling. I think he's got a catheter in, too. I don't think he needs <laughs> it. He just enjoys it. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, right? Just I'm not quite that beat up, guys. But, yeah, I mean, it's uh, so, you know, that's that. But the rest of the show was uh, great. Uh, Breaking Point is one of the three or four big ones that we do a year. I think it's four now. But, yeah, it was um, 
I thought the way that we set up the end of our high school venue was really awesome. It looked really, really packed in there, the way we dropped those the uh, dividers down and crammed them into one little area of the gym, and I thought it was a really good event overall. I thought it was awesome. Good house. Very good house. Yeah, solid. Should have right. been. You should have been there. Well, you know. Former owner Jamie Jimikowski and adult Mark Boudry were both there. They didn't invite me. They don't have to invite you. You have an open invitation from me every time. Oh, really? I mean, it's not like this is the first time you've known this. You're on the list every time I see your name on the while I'm working the door. Is that true? That's very true. No one tells me these yeah, things. Your schedule is so tough to get you out to shows. <laughs> exactly. Friday, Friday you, know that. you know that, Brian Fury. Yeah. So what's the crib notes of Cataract Wrestling? Who is the Cataract Wrestling champion at this time? Christian Casanova is still the Cataract Wrestling heavyweight champion. Okay. So we got that going for us. Killanova Inc. are the tag team champions. Tasha Steeles is the women's the new, champion. The new women's champion. New two-time women's champion. Yeah. So they own three out of the four championships. And is it still D.L. Hurst, the, D.L. Hurst the, the champion? The New England champion. Had a great match last night. Very good match against uh, Chris Statlander. Really? It was an intergalactic gender bender. <laughs> it was. Yes. So uh, I guess we're on the road to Cold Fury, which is next yeah, March? It's or so, so facto on the road, yeah. I mean, technically we are. The road really begins in January at Pandemonium, but... So yeah, we got one more show this year, then Pandemonium, and then we're a couple shows away from Cold Fury. Yes. What's gonna happen with you and Josh Briggs? Uh, we will. That'll be determined. You know, I got some meetings later on today to figure out what's going on. But you may see this old fat man dust off the old gear and get in the ring one more time. Oh boy, he's forced my hand. <laughs> he's forced your hand. Yes, that's a shame. So today we're gonna be talking about uh, giving thanks to independent wrestling, and uh, before we do. Let's talk about BrianMalonis.com. I mean, he's not here, Look, but you might as well... The man is down in Disney World enjoying a great time. We don't need to plug any more of his stuff, do we? Are we going to pile it on for this guy, all the great things that's going on right now? I got put through a stage, and this guy's riding Tower of Terror having a great time. Well, you got to think about the money he's spending down there. Fair he's going to need to replenish he's his supplies. He's got a couple kids. It's a little more expensive for him to go than it is yeah, for me when kids, I go. Yeah, that's an expensive adventure right there. Yeah, so why don't you buy a t-shirt and support the guy, BrianMalonis.com. Hey, he may even be out of work at the end of the year once his contract runs out with Ring of Honor. Who knows? Yes. Who knows? <laughs> he's keeping maybe, us all in the maybe dark. Maybe he'll sign an exclusive contract with Chaotic. Who knows? That's true. Brian, what are you thinking? There's only one Chaotic owner that gave contracts out, and it's not Brian Fury. No. Yeah, not, not not happening. If you had to send one person chaotic to an exclusive contract, who would it be? That's a good question. Rich Palladino? John Cena? Wow. <laughs> senior? I wasn't. Oh, <laughs> <senior>. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good delay there. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> yeah. Um. <laughs> Fabo. Fabo yeah. Bucks. I mean, that's a tough question. I mean, if you're looking at just independent people that aren't really signed to anywhere, it's a it's a hell of a question. So I'd have to look at people that aren't signed somewhere else, right? If I guess so. Forcing me to go that route, it's a tough choice. Tough choice. It's something, it's something I have to think about for a while, but yeah. All right, maybe we'll come back to you on that. Another website that we're going to mention here is the WPAN.com. The WPAN.com. And Brian, we really have to update all of our stuff with okay. uh, your information. All right. Uh, I haven't received the, just the postal me, mail. Just send me the form that I got to fill out again, and then I'll just email it. Zip it right over to you. Just on your laptop. Do you, oh, on your phone? Yeah, there's my no laptop. Right there. My laptop. I do have my email on my phone. Those laptops are getting smaller and smaller. Yeah. <laughs> it's non-existent almost. More yeah. compact. All right, so we'll get your bio up there then. Yeah. Is that the new Samsung Flip? Is that what that is? No, it's oh, I think it's the new Razor. Oh. <laughs> is that an iPhone 5? What year is it? Uh, I think it's, it's a 5C. 6. I don't remember. Holy smokes, man. I, I like the button. I don't like the, the no button. No, see, once I left the button, using a phone with the button is so weird. Like, I can't do it anymore. Yeah, my wife the same way. She's like, takes my phone, like, how do you do Yeah, I like legitimately forget. I'm trying to swipe up or do different things. I'm like, what the hell is going on right now? Well, uh, I'm slumming it here, but yeah, it's for the... along with the rest of your electronic devices. <laughs> All right. Well, go and find out how to subscribe to the Wrestling Podcast about nothing there on the website, all their various podcast platforms. Also, ways to follow us on social media. We're basically at the WPAN on all social media platforms, and there are the bios, the photos, all that other stuff on the WPAN.com, the WPAN.com, and it is the Thanksgiving holiday this coming Thursday, gentlemen. Oh, yeah. And uh, let's give thanks. Let's. As people tend to do at this time of year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to talk about uh, the Gravy. things we're thankful for. Oh. 
in independent wrestling. What's that? I said gravy. Cranberry sauce. Turkey. Green bean casserole. Mashed potatoes. Green bean casserole. Who's thankful for that? Yeah, seriously. Thanksgiving. All right, fine. I meant carrots. I'm not not a casserole guy. You're not a casserole guy? No. Stuffing? Love stuffing. Or dressing, as my my grandmother would call it. Yeah, why do old people call it dressing? I don't know. I mean, older than me. (laughs) Older than me. (laughs) I don't know why that is. That's a very bizarre thing. But yeah, all those things I'm thankful for. But let's narrow it down to independent wrestling. Our time in independent wrestling up to today. All right. And it's kind of awkward that we don't actually have someone that's currently wrestling on the independent scene. I mean, Brian Fury, you own a prominent wrestling company, and I guess maybe you're going to be wrestling again, but you don't get around as much as you used to, right? Not, no, not quite as much. No, I do But not. you still get your finger on the pulse of what's going on, right? I try to. I have to. You know, if I want to bring people in or do different things, so I got to kind of see what's going on everywhere. Yeah, and Sunny Goodspeed, I mean, I don't think we've talked about this, but you hold a position with a independent wrestling company a rival competitor to ca- i don't even know why we have you in the here in the same room you're with atlantic pro wrestling right correct i i uh, i help out there i assist there but i wouldn't say we're competitors we're, i mean we're running two different markets completely two different shows not competitors at all so that's what allows me to help brian and to also help apw so you're an independent contractor in every sense of the word. Every sense of the word of an independent contractor. So if there's anybody out there looking for, you know, just a fat guy to hang around and entertain, I'm around. Standing up and sitting down. And standing uh, sometimes up and sitting I down. stand. Most of the times you'll find me sitting. <laughs> Last night I had magic tricks going. You you missed that, Brian, but I had magic tricks going. Oh, wow. Yeah, I was entertaining as hell last Deck night. cards and all that stuff? No, no, just a bag. Oh. We call yeah. it stealing heat. That's what we call it now. <laughs> no, this is entertaining while we were trying to run the line. It oh, that's good. why it was so long. For <laughs> such a long period no, of time. because there were so many people. That's why it took so long. Really? So many people. You know how long it takes to See, maybe fans? he was trying to sabotage. Since he's with the rival promotion, Brian Fury, he's trying to sabotage your show. That's just... <laughs> <laughs> you just get the bug eyes. <laughs> yeah, I just got the wicked bug eyes. <laughs> <laughs> You're not only working for APW, doing stuff with Chaotic Wrestling, but you... You hit all these shows. You were at a Retro AG show yeah, this past actually, weekend, right? My daughter, who's here with me, Chloe, her and I uh, helped run the door for AG for him. And uh, we did it for Brian a couple weeks ago or Chaotic a couple weeks ago. And uh, just, I'm kind of just, I'm, I took a long hiatus, as yes. you have, Aaron, right now. And then I just I'm, found myself at a point where I actually just enjoy hanging around. And if I can help anybody out do anything, I'm all for it. So I, I just, I'm having fun again. And you're so. making that extra cash, right? What's that now? <laughs> right? The, the you help all these places out. They I don't I don't know what you speak of. Yeah. They give you no? Is he speaking German or something? <laughs> I have no idea what he's saying to me. All right. Well yeah. independent wrestling. Giving thanks. Brian Fury, uh, you have had a long and storied career. 20, almost as long and storied now. as Sonny. Twenty years now, over twenty years now. What's one thing that you're thankful for when it comes well, to look, independent look, wrestling? Well the first one uh, this one's gonna this is what you call pandering to your current audience. Uh, I'm thankful for the first man to ever body slam me inside of a wrestling ring, and that is uh, Mr. Sonny Goodspeed sitting across the way from us here. He doesn't remember this at all. I think I, I think might, you mentioned I this. I might have yeah. told the story. Yeah, when I went to a show, me and a couple of my buddies uh, as fans, hopefuls to become wrestling students at one point in time, we went to a Hudson Lion Hall um, show many years ago, ringside wrestling. This is when Sonny was like Jeff's right-hand man, the lobster man, and we met them beforehand, and then uh, Jeff had Sonny body slam all of us in the ring. Uh, prior, How did that make any sense? That that's Oh, you want to get into wrestling? Here, let me let this guy body slam you. Look, Would you was, do that today? That was in the days of we were all small guys, and you guys were all big guys, and yeah. Jeff was probably trying to yeah, scare I mean, you, you gave away. It to us. Like, yeah. It was like... Deter you from, yeah. Yeah. yeah deter us, or like... And then we... That was like must have been like two in the afternoon, and then we just sat in the parking lot of the Lions Hall until the show began. Jesus Christ! Like all those fucking hours later. Yeah, I'm sure you guys all signed waivers before you got in the ring, right? Yeah, I don't think Jeff ever had me sign a waiver even after when I signed up for the school or did anything. Like now that, that you yeah. say that, yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he ever even had them. Just a professional understanding on a napkin. Really? Sure. Do you think you can sue retroactively? <laughs> That's another uh, good idea there, Crockett. Let's think about that. Uh, you can for that uh, CTE we're bound to get. We could probably, we could probably sue him, right? Yes. 
So at Sunny Good Speed, uh, you've had a longer storied career in independent wrestling. Yeah. What's something that you're thankful for? So not in any particular order, but starting from the beginning, I'm I'm thankful for meeting Jeff and for him giving me the opportunity because I grew up a poor kid. I don't know that I would have been able to afford to go to a Killer Kowalski's or back then. I mean, it was it was either you went to Killer Kowalski's or you went to the Heart Foundation or uh, whatever it's called, the Heart School. Yeah, maybe the and, Samoans too. Yeah, maybe Monster Factory. Then? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, Monster Factory was another one, but really there was. I, I mean, it was. And, you know, back in 92, 91, when I was, you know, I graduated in 1990. So when you start looking around to go to wrestling schools and somebody tells you it's $2,500, you might as well have told me it was $25 million. You yeah. know what I mean? $2,500 for a 17-year-old kid grew up on the tree streets in Nashua. Just there, it was impossible, you know? So I'm super thankful for Jeff Costa and, and for him uh, taking me under his wing and, and starting me out. So did he charge you anything? He never charged me a dime. Really? I don't know if he charged. I'm assuming he charged other people like I that was, were in I that was, class. I was charged. I don't know about yeah. Yeah, when you started, but yeah, yeah. They, they charged. I don't me. know if anybody else in my class was charged. I just know that I wasn't. I never paid a dime. Maybe he was just uh, you know because he realized that he was having you bump on frozen frozen lawn mattresses. furniture. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, he's like yeah, that's payment enough. Yeah, we're <laughs> yeah. even. Yeah, I got to eat. You know, got to watch his uh, daughter come out in a dirty diaper and a dog eat the shitty diaper right off her ass that was that was probably payment <laughs> enough amazing. yeah yeah probably payment enough yeah oh, what a visual yeah that's nice. yeah you yeah, say was... you graduated high school in 1990 yeah that's right you remember back then crockett you were like two years out of college then uh, i was just getting into high school come on now brian crockett. fury i was talking to you, your friend ricky last night we were sitting at the table together he's like sunday so you used to wrestle and stuff too i'm like yeah he's like well how long i was like well i started training in 92 he goes Oh, I was born in 92. Yeah. I said, all right, fuck off. (laughs) (laughs) Born in 92. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We're getting up there, huh? Yeah, it's crazy. It's so crazy. Yes, you guys are. Not you, though, right? Youthful as ever. Yeah. As they cough away. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pass away from this pneumonia. We got your walker tucked away over here, too. (laughs) You know what I'm thankful for, guys? What would that be? Free hot dogs. Independent wrestling uh, <laughs> and pizza, pizza too. Yeah, yeah pizza that, too. That's the Malona show. How about that handshake? That, that's good too. Yeah, yeah. the handshake's good. Too. I mean, I guess it's not exactly free, right? You no. pay with bodily harm. Yeah, hot dog and a handshake. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's great payment. That's a staple of independent wrestling, where you can't get the pay. I remember we're driving once with Max Bauer, and let me drop this name: Tommaso Champa to where is one of the uh, i mean i'll bring i'll say his name bob evans one of those shows like what what's one of those weird weirdly named towns that he moose ran moose up connecticut that's might have been the one i think that is moose up connecticut yeah, yeah. and <laughs> we get there and they work the show and after the show it's come here big hug it wasn't even a hot dog and a handshake. No, it was a hug. Just a hug. It's another H. Yeah, another wow. H. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's crazy. There's a lot of those times. I actually remember hearing a story, and I I don't know if I was around then. I must have been. But when Eugenio used to run the uh, the flea market shows, that they would actually lay out their pay. They would lay out stale Entenmann's cookies, like boxes of Entenmann's cookies, and that was their like, "Hey guys, thanks for coming." Was that in the like, weird like? Storefront. Thing yes, that they used exactly. To do? Yeah. Did you the ever locker work there? room would be inside, like all that, and all the older stuff would be like throughout that whole locker. Yeah. Room. Yeah. So weirdest Amazing. bizarre thing, right? Yeah. This is layout stale, like because it's a flea market, so people were just selling old boxes of Benjamin's cookies. <laughs> <laughs> so it's literally a, a bizarre, and it was bizarre. It was very bizarre. Yes. Early on in my career, I was on a random show that John Walters happened to be on, and. The hot dog thing came up, like hot dogs, and John Walsh was like, I don't want to eat a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> I was explained why he always had like, you know, eight abs every show no matter what. But right. yeah, he's like, yeah, I'm not eating a hot dog. Like, <laughs> well, free so popcorn, too. He might have just got a handshake that night. Yeah. <laughs> Probably. Just the one H. Brian Fury, um, today's independent wrestling, what's something that's good about today's indie wrestling? Um, so something to be thankful for especially nowadays, is the amount of opportunity that there is in independent wrestling to 
apply your craft and possibly even, you know, make a living in this day and age. Uh, not only just in New England, but across the country and, you know, big national companies now, there's, I think, more opportunity than possibly ever before. I mean, we think back when it was like, oh, WWE, WCW, ECW, and that was being the big thing. It's almost like now there's WWE, there's AEW, there's Impact, there's Ring of Honor, there's MLW, there's New Japan, there's NWA. So there's so many different opportunities on a national level in addition to the independents. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, the independents that are actually killing it like mm-hmm. like that group on chicago the group in cleveland the group in california the, there's companies out there that you can actually if you get booked you can make a living yeah a, you know a big part of that here in the new england scene is, is beyond wrestling and uh more recently limitless wrestling who's growing at a rapid pace but like beyond, beyond wrestling close to two million subscribers at this point on youtube it's insane yeah the amount of people that watch their show they do a weekly show live on iwtv um, you know, their uncharted territory and stuff like the amount of exposure that you can get from being on a beyond wrestling show, uh, is phenomenal. And that will help you throughout everything else. You know, that's, I don't think people realize how big of a thing and how much of a game changer, um, having companies like that around nowadays are, it's much different than from when, you know, we were around, um, where you had to just travel as much as you can and rely on like word of mouth or handing tapes out. Now people can just if they're just watching something anyways to see what's out there and you can get on one of these shows like that's fantastic just to be able to make a living going from place to place independently stuff that doesn't have tv it's insane because when we were doing it uh, it's you know you make enough to perhaps get a meal on the ride home right Sonny? maybe yeah maybe yeah. throw some gas in your car yeah i i drove to canada one time and didn't get paid <laughs> 7 hours <laughs> I was promised whatever a payday and had my match, and then at the end of the night there was no money. And what are you gonna do? So you just drive home, right? So sorry, fellas, lighthouse, right? Yeah, like whatever it is. Yeah, I'm happy to say that days like that, you know, something I'm thankful for, even though I'm not like active in other companies right now, is days like that for the most part uh, are gone. You know, you kind of work out rates and stuff ahead of time, unless you're like a brand new guy, and that's what you're gonna get. Um, for the for a little while, when I was working for people that I didn't really know, I would ask for my pay like when I first got there, just to make sure, uh, and people would be okay with that for the most part. But yeah. nowadays, that like pay off the house, pay um, something based off of who shows up isn't really a thing anymore. So that's you know, something I'm I'm thankful for, even though I'm promoted doing it. But you know, if I was an active wrestler, that's definitely something I'd be thankful for. Sunny, something current in independent wrestling that really makes you give thanks. Honest to God, to guys like Brian that that see something in me that I can that I can provide or give to help them out. Whether it's Sunny, can you help run the door tonight? Sunny, can you whatever it is? I come help on Tuesday nights for training here. So companies like Chaotic and APW that see something in me that I can offer still uh, for a guy who never really did much, you know, didn't do anything outside of New England, that he sees something in me that he, uh, that I can offer and help, and uh, I'm super thankful for that, that, that I have the opportunity to, because if I wanted to come back and nobody wanted me back, that would suck. You know, <laughs> that would, that'd be hurtful and rude, so. What do you see in independent wrestling these days that's, like, so vastly different? What's, like, uh, something that Brian didn't mention that, that really is so different from when you were applying your trade? I think it's it's completely changed. You know what I mean? I think the crowds have changed. The crowds are the crowds are clamoring for the product. You know what I mean? They want to see storylines. They want to see what happens in storylines. Like last night I we I've only worked the door a couple of times with, with Brian shows, but seeing those same people and they're asking uh, I can't wait to see this match tonight because I can't wait to see what the outcome is. Mm-hmm. And then after last night after Brian got put to the stage, how many people were mentioning, "Oh, Brian's going to kill Joe." They want to see you know, so I think when I was working, there wasn't really a whole lot of storyline booking. There was, there was more just it was booked like spot, spot shows. shows. Yeah, you know, every four weeks you're in the same building, but it was like a completely different show every single time. You know, like um, so I'm thank you know I think that's different. I think the pacing of the wrestling is different. You know what I mean? Um, but it's super entertaining and super athletic versus when I was doing it, it was more plotting. We were talking about it Tuesday night um, at, at the class where we talked about, you know, back in the day, it used to be, you know, 
opening match sets the pace, second match, you know, it tears, right? From match one to the main event. Now it's if I'm match three and I freaking blow the doors off the place and you're in the main event and you can't keep up, good luck. <laughs> right. Yeah. Good luck, you know? Um, playing off a couple of things he said, you know, uh, um, I'm thankful to have guys like Sonny to kind of help with the students and show them. I believe that while as much as wrestling changes and moves forward, there's so many elements that you can take from the older style, uh, the slower pace, the character, the life, and integrate it into today's pacing and style of wrestling and guys like Sonny around to kind of help put that out there. So I have a guy like Sonny available to be able to help out and give feedback to students and stuff, I think is really awesome. Because the biggest plus with Sonny was his, you know, charisma and character and to help infuse that into... Yeah. Because a lot of wrestling these days is, you know, head down and, you know, do these intricate holds and all this other stuff. Right. But to I be was able to a whole lot of show, in. not a lot of go. Yeah. You know, and, I, and I'm... That's a, I knew my place and I was okay with that. So if I can, if I can impart a little bit of whatever it is, you know, just... You know, we talk about slowing down to speed up, you know, like the pacing of matches and, and where to add character stuff. It's, I, I think that's super important. And I think you can do that with the faster paced matches now. And if you add that, I think it's just going to build that match even more, you know? Yeah. Another thing he was saying was, um, you know, the fans of chaotic wrestling, not necessarily all wrestling, like chaotic has always been more of a storyline driven company. And the fact that our fans are still that way. Um, is really awesome because we have the ability to do storylines and character-driven stuff and then deliver after all that with like a fast-paced, crazy, independent-style type of match after doing all the story stuff. I think that's what is so different about Chaotic Wrestling and sets us apart from a lot of the other big-time spot shows or different things. And so I'm thankful to be able to, in another way, integrate old-school and new school with chaotic wrestling because it's old school, long-term storytelling in addition to the current high-paced killer matches and stuff. And and to be able to deliver that at the end of the stories, I think is really cool. And that's something I'm very thankful for to have our fans that like that type of stuff. Yeah, because a lot of the independent wrestling today is like Andy Dream matches up and down the card. And you're able to sprinkle those in while still having your core talent, you know, a lot of your students here at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy uh, to do these more uh, intricate angles from show to show to, you know, tie all together. Right, yeah. And and the fact that our fans like that and buy into that uh, more than just, because we brought in some like indie names before and it, it's not, they don't get those same reactions as like the homegrown or built up talent in our company do because they like the characters and they want to care about that versus just seeing stuff. Yeah, KRX still has a, um, and I haven't seen Beyond, you know, and I've seen, I've seen Limitless, but it's not like, it's Limitless and Beyond don't have a homegrown talent pool. You know what I mean? They're bringing in guys from everywhere, much like AG does. There's not a homegrown. Chaotic is these guys that are that are excelling now and starting out to be the superstars, like the CJ Cruises and the Nicky Archers and, and the Charlie Cashews, they're homegrown. They're from right here. So I, I think the I think people appreciate that. When Charlie Cashew first came out, nobody knew who the hell he was. They Blew his freaking roof off the place. And he came out to an Elton John song. Like, it's so ridiculous <laughs> to me. Yeah. But it's crazy, though. And I, I think I think fans appreciate that. You know, that it's, they know they're going to see them next month and the month after that and the month after that. It, they're not going to see just random guys filling in spots. Yeah, I don't know if it's still this way, but with Chaotic Wrestling, I mean, the students would start out as security. So the, the fans would see these guys, you know, they, they'd let them into the building they'd help them find their seats and then they're in the ring so it's like they're already fans of these people because they've seen them for months before they even get in the ring right yeah no they're still out there helping out along that aspect and it's really cool when they get to see some of those guys move on or do do different things you know with with the countdown there's a lot of times their first time out there and the fans are like oh hey that's that's great like they're pumped for him and stuff and you see he got my popcorn two months ago (laughs) yeah Yeah, you see the post (laughs) on social media about it that you know they're loving that stuff so yeah it's all cool uh, so something from today's wrestling that I think uh, we should all give thanks for is the fact you can make your own schedule. Uh, I mean, I know that a lot of people, I mean, usually it's, it was once every three weeks, you'd have a show. But the fact that 
these guys, you're not under contract. There's no, uh, you're not beholden to anyone where you can book yourself every weekend. I mean, Brian Malonis, the fact that he can still, I mean, he has the Ring of Honor contract, but he can still book himself independently. And the fact that he can go to Disney World for 10 days, he can just, in his schedule, just say, okay, uh, I'm not going to take bookings this weekend and just work himself around that way. That is something that uh, gives you such freedom uh, in independent wrestling, and that's something that uh, I think every independent wrestler is thankful for. No, 100%. Uh, it's one of those things. To have the amount of places kind of coming for you, to want to use you and stuff, and kind of be able to pick and choose. Uh, I, don't, I do want to wrestle here. I don't want to wrestle there. Um, I'll be in this town this night, so this show would work better for me this night. So you can kind of work your travel situation, schedule, all, all that stuff. Uh, as well as, you know, hey, I want to work here because it's going to pay me more versus that place. It's going to pay me a little less. Like, that stuff's awesome. And people uh, kind of really, like you said, being able to, like, write their own schedule, write their own ticket, and kind of do what they want to do is is awesome compared to, what, you know, when I first started when maybe like, two shows a month, you know, at the, at the most, for, like my first, like... Take whatever you can get yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Take exactly. Take it if you could get it and... Like because there wasn't choices, and you literally just you did shows, whether they were good or bad, because you wanted the experience, you wanted the work. You know, you would, so you would drive to those shitty towns, and you would work those shitty matches for those shitty promotions. Yeah, if you're a young guy, it still happens. You're driving, just trying to get bookings anywhere because no one really knows you yet. But once you're established, right. you kind of have you're in the driver's seat, especially these days. Carte blanche. Carte blanche. <laughs> That's French. It is, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I don't know. Sounds French. Uh, so, Sunny Good Speed, what else is it that you give thanks for in this Thanksgiving season for this Independent is, Wrestling? All right. First, um, for my wife and my family. So, when I started, uh, Betty and I were together, but we didn't have kids. My first daughter was born in 94, and that was right when I, like, first matches and everything. So, for her to say, yeah, go ahead and take off for the weekend, go do what you got to do, for, you know, seven years, ten years, or whatever the case, I was you know, working as much as I could, I missed a lot of stuff, you know, I'm assuming, I don't really know, <laughs> you know, but I mean, I wasn't, I would take off on Thursday night to go train at Salisbury Beach, stay overnight, and then have a show on Friday, and then train on Saturday, gone for a weekend at a time, when my girls are, you know, young and formidable, and my wife's carrying the load, you know, but she's always carried the load, so I'm super thankful for She'll never hear this, but Chloe, you're here to vouch for this, so I'm super thankful for Betty for allowing me to throw on spandex at 400 pounds and actually make me gear and and let me spend more money than I ever made on wrestling boots and you know a pair of boots that I wore one time and you know spent 480 dollars on and <laughs> she just didn't care, you know. So yeah. it's it's to have somebody like that. I think Brian's in the same situation. If if Nikki wasn't so understanding and just involved. It makes tension in the relationship, you right, know. Yeah. So you have, like, your wife. You don't understand. What yeah, are you right, talking about? Because yeah, right, she doesn't right. understand, right? She understands she completely. Understand. I'm here right now, aren't I? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Six o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. Like, it's the only <laughs> time you're able to get her. She's probably still sleeping in bed. Yeah, doesn't she's, know you're gone because you snuck away. Yeah. <laughs> you put a body pillow next to her. <laughs> <laughs> no, but the sacrifice. People talk about the sacrifice that wrestlers make, but I mean, to your point, Sonny, the sacrifice the people around the wrestler make are are just as substantial, right, Brian? Yeah, hundred percent. Like I can't tell you the amount of family things that I missed over the years. Uh, birthdays, funerals, different things of, of people in my family and uh, get-togethers and gatherings and whatever else it may be. You know, they all understood. They may not all have liked it, but they all understood and, and they got it. And I also like to say it makes, uh, when I finally do come around and visit, it mean that much more to them. So <laughs> it's, it's good. Because <laughs> that absence makes a hard girl fonder, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> Brian Fury. We're we're getting to the end here. We're, we're, we're do you have a, a big one? So for me, you know, we talk about family and stuff. Um, I'm thankful, really, because over the past twenty years, I've been able to really make some true uh, friends because of professional wrestling. People that I wouldn't have met otherwise. You know, yourself, Michael, one of them, Sonny, uh, as well as other people that are really close to me in my life. Tarzan, uh, Ray, Scotty, Julian, like people like that are like. They've become people that I talk to every day um, on, on a regular basis and text with and whatever else with. And those are the people that I find myself, you know, the only people I really talk to, hang out with and go places with and try to schedule stuff with and 
and I get to see people's families and whatnot. Like, you know, you have a son, Scotty Slade is a daughter, and like get to see these people's family grow and, and, and come up together, and I feel like I'm kind of part of that family and stuff, and, you know, I gravitate more towards people in professional wrestling and become friends with them because so many things in common and whatnot, and the time we spent out together on the road together is kind of what really made us bond, uh, more so than you do with anything like a regular job. You know, I talk to a couple of people from regular jobs, but while the, while there, never really outside of work, uh, I think pro wrestling has really done something different in the amount of time and stuff that we spend together that really I've been able to make better friendships than I did when I was in school, than when I was at work and stuff. And really, it, it, that's something I'm very thankful for. And they say few friends and a lot of acquaintances. And I, I, mean, I guess that's true. But uh, the friends that you do make are are pretty uh, amazing, right, Sonny? I, I completely agree. I, I think it's I think uh, the, the tight friends that you make are, are lifetime friends. Like Brian and I might not talk for a year, but when we when I come back in, it's like I saw him the day before, you know? Yeah. And, and I think it's because you go through the trenches. You go through something together. You know, you shared experiences, and that's what builds that bond. You know, it's it's kind of it's it's like a team. It's a, like they, you know they talk about baseball and basketball, and uh, not so much anymore, I guess. And but yeah. um, you know, they used to they would just bond because of what they were going through. They were experiencing the same exact thing, so it just it builds. I think it's just innate in you that it it just does that. Yeah, like I think of the friends that I keep in contact with. It's basically all the people. From wrestling, essentially, right? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, I may talk to one or two of my high school friends, but it's not as tight as it as it used to be. Um, and it's like you guys have become much more my friends and family than my friends and family. Yeah, why don't we just have Thanksgiving together, guys? All right, we we'll meet up Brian's house. Over? Is that what's going oh, on? Is that what we're doing? Sure. Your place? Uh, tacos? I was going to say tamales. <laughs> Burritos? Turkey. Turkey. It's an American oh. holiday. Thanksgiving. Oh. You understand? I don't get it. No, oh, I get it. Yeah, so she make does she turkey? does she douse it in hot salsa? Oh, Jesus, tequila for everyone, salsa, <laughs> guac, <laughs> tortilla chips. All right, let me just instead, of, <laughs> instead of stuffing, it's stuffed with tortilla chips and guacamole. Okay, uh, let me just say uh, something I give thanks for is the fact that wrestling kind of got me out of my shell. I was very. Um, this is you out of your shell? Yes. Wow. <laughs> Can you believe it? I was like painfully shy in school and uh, didn't really talk to anybody, didn't have many friends. And just wrestling kind of forces you out of your shell. Even as a referee, I mean, I'm not coming out of the curtain and, you know, flaunting my stuff, but uh, it, it just forces you to be in front of a group of people and be on display in, in, in a sense. It, it just, you have to project, you have to be, it, it just forces me out of my shell and uh, I became just awkward rather than painfully shy, I think, <laughs> <laughs> through you professional progress. wrestling. Yeah. So wrestling, <laughs> wrestling forces you to show ass. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's, you have to be, you have to show ass. So That's one of the things I've seen here at the school over the amount of years that I've been kind of helping out and training myself is the amount of students that come here that are really introverted and, and quiet and shy um, just for Pat Matthews is one that comes off the top of my mm. head who was extremely shy quiet only speak if spoken to and then you see kind of like what wrestling helped him become when he was like this really over the top newsman or uh, out there with Chase as like uh, one of the members of crap or whatever it was yeah. to everything else like it really like helped him kind of come out of his shell uh amongst other things that he came out of um <laughs> to to really just like get out there like and, and and i love pat he's one of those guys that you know he you know thanks me for helping him come out of his shell and whatnot and so many other people you know sasha banks uh, you know mercedes when she started here was she was a quiet one and then to see what she is now like it's 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 amazing and and wrestling kind of forces that out of you or makes people realize like it's not that big a deal you don't have to be so worried about what everybody's gonna say or think you can just like be crazy live life yeah that's so, awesome so what do you think uh we're gonna be thankful for in the next year for independent wrestling i mean independent wrestling has grown by leaps and bounds what do you think over this next year as we get into 2020 what do you think we'll be thanking uh independent wrestling for next year 
we started this conversation on Tuesday night talking about how the wrestling business is cyclical. And there was somebody saying that, ah, it's probably on its downturn now. It's on its downturn. The bubble's going to burst. And Brian was like, you're out of your fucking mind. We haven't even hit the top <laughs> yet, you know, of, of this bubble. And uh, I, so who knows? A year from now, the end of 2020, God knows. If, I mean, there may be another national company. There may be, you know, expanded, um, you know, just thinking about the students who come out of here or just the talents that aren't signed yet. And then what's the next school behind them or the next class behind them? I'm super excited to see what's going on. I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, going along like what he was saying, like wrestling always goes up and down, up and down. And I think we're still on that upturn of, of this cycle. I think it's still more to grow. Hopefully within the next year, like, I don't know, maybe I won't have to work my part-time job outside of this. Uh, you know, wrestling has been great to me to provide somewhat of a living, you know, to, to the point where I don't have to work full-time. I can just work part-time and still uh, be able to pay all my bills. And, you know, wrestling, you know, helped me purchase the school. And then wrestling and this school helped me purchase Chaotic Wrestling. So it's like all while just working just a part-time job over the last like seven or eight years. So, um, you know, that's something that I'm thankful for. And I think over the next year, I think it's going to continue to grow and hopefully both aspects of what I'm doing will grow to be able to kind of say, Hey, maybe I don't have to work a part-time job anymore. Who knows? that will be nice. It would be very nice. Well, I'm thankful for this conversation, gentlemen, and I'm thankful for, uh, we're thankful for the fans, the listeners. Of the wrestling podcast about nothing. So tweet us at the WPAN on Twitter with your take on this week's episode. Use the hashtag WPAN. Also, you can call the voicemail line called 401 584 9726. That's 401 584 WPAN. And I want to mention quickly uh, this past week in wrestling, I dropped cable a number of months ago, but I signed up. You're cutting costs everywhere, huh? Are you okay? I think you want a right? couple of bucks, kid. You you should get back into refereeing to help supplement your income. Well, we'll maybe we'll talk about that. Well, I'm, I'll probably have to convince the wife because I know you're gutless and won't <laughs> say it to her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Uh, so this past week, I, I I signed up for a streaming service for a, a seven day free trial of Sling. Oh my! Oh, Sling. Yes, you're a slinger. So I'm a slinger. You're the so, for slingers. When, when, when did you sign up for that? Uh, Monday. Oh, so it's over now. It's yeah. You're basically. back to not watching television again. Essentially. So uh, raw this past Monday in Boston. I know that uh, it was pretty special to see uh, earlier in the day on social media. Our pal Todd Hansen Warbeard Ivar posted video of his debut in the WWE, I think it was WWE still at the time, where he was in the opening match at the Fleet Center at the time, now the TD Garden, against Brian Black coming out this fired up, this, never seen a more fired up baby face. Oh, full of life. Than Todd Hansen. Uh, and he, uh, they, they released this on a Hidden Gem not too long ago, and he was back uh, as a roster member this time in uh, WWE, and he ended up main eventing the show. So in 2005, he was unsigned in a dark match, didn't get signed from it, went back to the independence, and some was a seven, six, 14. 14 years later. Thank you, Sonny. I know you're good with math. Going back, he yeah. is counting your months. In the main event in Boston at the sa- in the same venue, so uh, quite a journey for our pal Ivar, right, Brian? The whole thing was awesome. You know, we talked about him main eventing uh, MSG doing the beer bash with austin yeah and that's like a huge thing but i think this you know was kind of bigger it's boston that's where he grew up that's where i always went to wrestling when i was a kid that's where i always watch wrestling want want, you know want it to be like the main event of monday night raw you know it's still their flagship show in boston like anyway it was like randy orton's like one of the guys he wrestled like that's awesome and then on top of that and i put this in like a little tweet like you sprinkle in like the NXT guys kind of running out, and you get like a Tommaso in there, and then you get a Dijak in there. Like, it's really cool. Like for us local guys here in general, yeah, like, and Elia as security. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> earlier <laughs> in the night. Yes, uh, it, you know that's one of those cool moments. Like it was really awesome. So you saw the show, Sunny? Too? I did. I did. I, I thought it was awesome. And he, um, I it's so amazing to me to sit and like, I remember just handsome Johnny being a. 15 or 16 year old kid handing me a videotape at St. Stan's show because I was booking for Sheldon at the time. And uh, you used to come with Ron Robinson. Goofy as hell. 
and he would hand me the tape. Oh, sir, if you could take a look at this. And I'd be like, yeah, all right, kid. And, uh, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, and now to see where he's at, it's just, it's amazing. It, it's so, it's so awesome. And uh, to see Tommaso and everything he's been through, to see where he's at, it's it is crazy. I don't have the relationship like you do, Brian or Mike, but I know them and I know them well enough that it makes, you know, gives me a sense of pride, you know, so it's fun. And the hits kept on coming in NXT on Wednesday, which I got to see Ryan Fury. So did you watch NXT? You posted the screenshot of AEW, I believe, on Twitter when I said, I know you're not watching wrestling. You proved me wrong, didn't you? Yeah, well, I was switching back and forth. I was wow. doing it old school, wow. like, uh, you know, the Monday Night Wars. Yeah. And uh, I saw that uh, our friend Ivar showed up in NXT as well. He certainly did. So he had a match. The main event of the show featured uh, New England Pro Wrestling Academy's own yeah, it's not that difficult to say, but yeah. In a ladder match against Adam Cole. Baby. Yes, and of course, the final picture that we saw before they faded to black was Seth Black, Seth, Seth Black, Tyler Black, <laughs> Seth Rollins, toe-to-toe with Tommaso Ciampa. So that was another show that for a New, New England person just kind of got your heart a flutter. So awesome. It's, you know, it's one of those things. It's It's... I'm very happy to see these guys flourish and be able to do what they're doing. And again, we go back to being thankful, like the opportunities that they're getting and the amount of television time that WWE is able to have out there and be able to give opportunities to these guys to let them spread their wings and fly and, you know, sink or swim up there. And I think they're all swimming and showing kind of what they're capable of. So it's a big weekend for for all those guys. And I don't know if I'm going to be able to see the shows. Of course not. But uh, I really want to see uh, what they're going to Maybe you can create another email, a fake email, and just sign up again for another seven-day sling. You think? Get the network, my friend. Let's go. Get the network? Take over? I mean, t- technically. So, ipso facto, you know, as, as uh, Malona says, peel back the curtain. We're recording here on a Saturday morning. <laughs> so you're Takeover is take tonight. Survivor Series is tomorrow. You're not even going to see Takeover live, right? Because you're playing cards or something. I'm not. I have pneumonia. I do not want to be around a newborn. With pneumonia, I do not want to get Tarzan's child sick. So I'm going to be sitting at home alone. All right. Well, thanks Watch for- Watching Takeover. Popcorn in my hand. Ha, ha, ha. And hot dogs, right? Hot no. dogs. No, we yeah. gave all those out to the boys last night. I didn't think they got paid. <laughs> <laughs> it was a long line at that hot dog machine. So any uh, AEW thoughts from last week? That opening match was amazing. Um, the singles match between Ray Phoenix, Phoenix and, and Nick. Uh, yes. Nick Jackson. Uh, Nick Jackson. Wow. That was fantastic. The rest of the show I thought was all right. Um, Jer- the Jericho promo. Jericho promo. And look, this is, this is going to pain me to say this, but I think... I think Jericho is the greatest of all time at this point in time. The, the greatest. I think he's... I think Eclipsed he, Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock. I think he surpassed Hulk Hogan. Shawn Michaels when it comes to great. Think to think of how many times Jericho has reinvented himself and changed himself and done all these different things, and every single one of them gets over beyond belief, and he still delivers in ring and all this stuff. Like it's it's incredible. Yeah, it, to it be really able to reinvent and, and stay on top, like you said, to, for everything he does to get over. Something as simple as a little bit of the bubbly, like it's and ridiculous. For the, the amount of stuff that he's got that's caught on, and like gone crazy. The list, you know, like that was a huge thing. Like, but people still it's, call him Y two J, and that's like twenty something years old. Like, yeah. it's insane. Like that dude is legit. He is. I think it pains me to say it. I think he. Why does it? Be, why does like, it pain you though? Because like, when I think of like Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart, like they're like everlasting memories to me. Some of Shawn Michaels' matches are untouchable. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah. But I think the Shawn Michaels Chris Jericho feud oh, was uh, excellent. Was the, I think that's the greatest feud ever, yeah. and it's also like the most underrated feud. A lot of people kind of forget about it. Well, but that's to hear Jericho whole, talk about it. They the said whole, it was supposed to be just a one night off. Yeah, or, or, I mean a one night. That whole thing, thing at SummerSlam when Jericho punched Shawn Michaels' wife in the face. That whole it was put together perfectly. It was so the matches well they had after that, like so good. Just the fact that, and like I've said before, the when things don't go ex- exactly according to plan, and you have to adjust, and like when he, I, I'm sure he didn't want to punch her in the face and, and bloody her up or whatever he did. <laughs> quite, but yeah, quite like he did. Yeah, but it ended up working. It really added to what was going on there. Yeah, uh, I, Jericho, the best ever. There's just such a tall order. I know you haven't watched wrestling in about <laughs> like ten years, 
But in those 10 years, he's still been delivering like throughout yeah. those 10 years. He haven't watched wrestling. It's it's pretty amazing. So one other thing I want to mention before we move on is they debuted a new Intercontinental Championship I saw a picture on SmackDown. Of it. I saw a picture of it last night. They're not going with the old style anymore? No, the new one. Okay, I'm sure I'm sure you're gonna get to whatever it is you're talking about. I think it looks awesome. I I really do. I just wish it didn't look so similar to a lot of the Impact titles. Now it, that's the first thing that came into my mind was with the way that it looked kind of like an Impact Championship. But I I mean I know I see titles one of those things people are like oh they have such fond memories of. It was my favorite title growing up, but I thought the title looked great. What did you think? I mean, all the this everything is like such a circular design these days. It looks kind of similar to the to the twenty four seven title to the uh, cruiserweight title. I don't know. There's just a similar design. I don't mind it. I think it's okay. Something that I <laughs> was hilarious to me that I saw on Twitter was someone accusing them of changing the championship because the person to reintroduce the oh, old Intercontinental title back again in 2011, I believe, was Cody Rhodes. So they're saying like, oh, since he is the one who reintroduced it, since they're the mortal enemy now, they have to have a new Intercontinental Championship, which is completely ridiculous. No, the one that they, when they redesigned it the first time, that one was terrible. That oval design. With yeah, the purple, was, yeah. yeah I didn't like bad. that one, but yeah. this one's, I think it's 100 times better than that. I, I actually dig this one. It's, it's hard because, you know, I love the old school IC title, but at the same time, like, I have no problem with them updating it. I assume there's going to be a new United States Championship at some point. Yeah, you would think so. Um, that one's been around that style. And that one, like, I, I really like it. It's just, it's cool. People just, you know, everybody just, oh, I hate change. I hate this. I hate that. Like, just adapt. How many times has the heavyweight title changed, like, over the years? And, like, it's okay. It's okay to change and fix it. So, what's the saying? Change is inevitable. Suffering is is optional. Is that what they say? That's what they say. Well, that's people what he say. said right then. At yeah, least. I just said it right now. You can quote me on that too. Yeah. Sign Sunny Goodspeed. <laughs> All right, that's our little uh, take on the past week in wrestling. On the current stuff, yeah. How'd you feel about that? I'm glad that you actually watched wrestling. Did you, did you get it? Were you actually excited while watching it? Or were you uh, old school side saddling your phone, half paying attention to the product? I was doing the best I could. The best that he could. Sonny, so we used to watch Raw every week. Crockett yeah. and a couple of friends. And uh, instead of watching Raw with all of us, Crockett would be on Twitter or the dirt sheets just reading about what was on the television at the what? time. <laughs> That's how everyone does these days, right? I was ahead of my time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes, you were. Well, how do you feel, Brian Fury, about booking the territory? Mike Mills is a good guy, although I haven't heard from him in a little while. He, he runs the Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast over there. Ever. And uh, they talk about uh, Smoky Mountain Wrestling. They talk about Jim Crocker Promotions, mm-hmm. all that old school Southern style wrestling. Oh, yeah. So MikeMills.Podbean.com if you want to check out Booking the Territory, a fantastic podcast. Mike Mills' pal is on Hot Water this week again, as usual. Jim Cornette, yes. yeah. Well, he's out of Hot Water now because he's gone. Right. Well, he's still in Hot Water, but yeah. Well, I suppose. But he's out of the frying pan into the fire, right? <laughs> Talk about a guy keeping True. himself relevant, but for all the wrong reasons, right? True. Yeah, yeah I think he he's turns it on, basically, because why is he reviewing AEW every week if he hates mono wrestling? He, because he want, he, people want to hear what he has to say about it, and he knows True, that. True, but he committed to, what was it, eight or 12 or 10 weeks, I think two months worth of comparing the two products is, is what his deal is. And you know, I'll be telling you right now, I like... That's the only part of his podcast that I listen to now. As I fast forward to about an hour in, it's about when he usually starts doing the AEW NXT comparisons. I listen to just that, and then that's that. Like That's the only part of his podcast that I listen to right now. Because I like to hear his thoughts. And he brings up a lot of good points, whether people want to admit it or not. Like He's a smart guy when it comes to television and production and product and pro wrestling as a whole. Uh, his in-ring thoughts may not be accurate anymore, but you know, a lot of the, his ideas and thoughts on things are... Smart and good. And you weren't listening to his podcast before this, right? You weren't a regular I listener. I did a little bit uh, on and off, like back in the day I would, I would, but yeah, for the most part, no. Yeah, so he's doing something right because he's bringing in the people. Keeping himself relevant, just like Sonny said. 
And his friend, of course, is uh, Mike Mills from Booking the Territory. So check out that podcast. Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast, is basically the northern equivalent where they're talking more about the old school WWF stuff. That is OVPpodcast.com for uh, everything with Lil Joe Murata and Michael Quinn on their great podcast, Our Vantage Point. Greetings from Allentown is another podcast with PW, Peter Winston. He lives right down the road from here in... Uh, nearby Lowell, Massachusetts. So check out uh, Greetings from Allentown, where he takes one episode of wrestling television and reviews it uh, down to the little itty-bitty minutia. So check out Greetings from Allentown. is a tremendous show, a very fun guy. Fun guy? He's not a mushroom, but he is a PW, so check out Greetings from Allentown. And finally, the Rundown Wrestling Network. They're basically reviewing every single episode of wrestling. So the stuff we don't talk about here, the modern wrestling, if you want to hear thoughts about every single show in professional wrestling, go to rundownwrestling.com for their reviews of the current wrestling product. All right. Still talking, huh? Yes. I left the room, went down, went to the bathroom. Talked to one of the students in the ring, came back upstairs, and you were still just blabbering on. I didn't miss a thing. That's what I do. I took a nap. <laughs> it is time for this week's promo about nothing. Brian Fury, Sunny Goodspeed. But before we get into that, Brian, you have one more show this year. I mean, Brian Malonis has uh, Final Battle coming up uh, in Baltimore. I forget what day that is. I believe it's the 13th, maybe, of December. That's, I mean, that's Chaotic's next date, so it could be. <laughs> so it could be head to head with Ring of Honor in Baltimore. Wow! So final battle is coming up, and he's in uh, Philadelphia after that, and of course the big return of the MWF yes. right around the holidays. Wait, what? <laughs> the MWF is returning. Millennium Wrestling Federation. Why? Boston Melrose, Massachusetts. Okay. You're not going to run their door too. You run the door of everyone else I'm around here. No, I may be there. What day is it? I don't know. I don't remember. Twenty eighth or something. Let's go down together, you and I. I don't need to see Dan Marotti again. All right, then I'm good. He's mad at me still. For what? For when I left his company years ago and I said, I need more money or I'm going to stop wrestling here. And he got mad at me. That's weird. Happens. It does. So, uh, yeah, all his dates. But you have one more date left in 2019, Brian Fury. We do. We do. December 13th, Hudson, Massachusetts. Chaotic Wrestling's final event of 2019. No matches have been officially announced yet. We have meetings later today, you said, right? Yeah, no matches have officially been announced yet. Um, but I will tell you, there's going to be a tag team title gauntlet that night. That's one of the matches. And I'll just say, I'm not going to tell you any of the teams that are in there other than the current tag team champions, Kilanova Incorporated. Uh, but there's going to be some other ones that we toss out there. Keep your eyes peeled to CategorWrestling.com, to CategorWrestling on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of the above. Sonny Goodspeed, where are you going to be? Uh, wherever Brian tells me to be. Um, but actually, this airs on Monday, right? So this comes yes, out on Monday. So this Tuesday night uh, is the very special edition, Thanksgiving edition of the Dropkick Kitchen ah. uh, that will premiere on YouTube that night. Um, very special edition. It's heartwarming, actually. Thanksgiving edition? Thanksgiving edition, yeah. So we actually filmed a special special episode this year, or this year, this time for uh, for Thanksgiving, and it's what to do with your Thanksgiving leftovers. So you can catch out on YouTube at the Dropkick Kitchen. I know you guys watch regularly. Do you right? leave in the middle to go to the bathroom again this time? Just at one time. No, <laughs> not this time. Just at, well, just at one time I had to pee. Not this time, though. Uh, I am I, a viewer. I, you I are check viewer. it out. Yes. It's, actually, it's a fun show. It's a fun show Leo and I do. But I'll be at, you'll catch me at Chaotic. You'll catch me at APW. And uh, Zero One, that's not until March, though. So, yeah, from now until then, you can come to my house or send me a self-addressed stamped envelope, and I'll send you back a nice handwritten letter because I don't have any social media. That's very nice. Yeah. All right, well, uh, Brian Fury, Sunny Goodspeed. That's us. This week's yeah. promo about nothing comes from the year 1990, and it is... That's the year I graduated, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> and it is for the World Wrestling Federation, and it's been a, a few years now, and we're almost at four years of doing this podcast, Wow. and we haven't hit this one yet. We are going now to Mean Gene Okerlund, who is near ringside... With a giant friggin' egg. <laughs> it's that time of year. It is that it time is. of year. Let's find out what's in that egg. It's gonna blow! It's the Eggman. This week's promo about nothing. And you know, when it's so hot, so long, well, that means that the incubation is all over. And that means a lot of us are looking forward 
to see this gigantic egg, wherever that came from, I'm sure it had to hurt, but this egg is going to hatch here tonight. As a matter of fact, hold on. Oh, oh, I, this cracks me up. I, I can hear it starting to creak and crack right now. Everybody has speculated as to what might be in the egg. Is it a dinosaur? Is it a rabbit? Balloons? Is it the playmate of the month? <laughs> Who knows? Well, the way it sounds to me right now, the speculating is all over. Oh, stand back. Oh, look at the crack. I think that egg is ready to blow. Oh, oh there it is. What is it? <laughs> what in a world? Oh my God! What? What in the world is this? I don't know what it Take is. Take a look Rob. at it, ladies and gentlemen. I know. You're looking Feathers. at me like I know what I don't know what it is. A beak. A little rooster tail up on top. I don't know. They got a pair of legs like my mother-in-law, pal. Look at the feet on this thing. I can't believe what in God's name is this. Holy. What? Uh, uh, give, uh, what? What is with the gobbledy? The gobbledygook. Ha! Don't tell me you're the gobbledygooker. You've got to be kidding me. Is that all you do is gobble? Well, on Thanksgiving, what would you expect? What? You want me to what? Oh, no, no, no. I wouldn't do that. Not in front of an audience like this. All right. Well, there you have it, folks. <laughs> All that anticipation built for the gobbledygooker. Yes. And, I mean, your daughter's seeing this for the first time, yeah. Sonny. Can't and, contain herself. And, yeah. She, literally for months, this egg was in every arena they were in, TV, literally since the summer. Yeah. You would see this egg everywhere. They were building this up and building this up, and it came to an apex here at, at the Survivor Series. Yeah, so I, I want to say something before you do, Crockett, here. Okay. Um, myself at the time, 1990, so I was, what, 11 years old at the time. Kid just watching, WWE fan, watch WWE. So yeah, I, was, I wanted to see what was going to come out of that. I, I was very excited to. Yeah. You, on the other hand... We're probably already knee-deep in dirt sheets, and we're expecting Ric Flair or expecting this huge surprise or something. Oh, I know who it's going to be. And so you were, like, extra miserable. And, and you can kind of trace back your miserability in the professional wrestling world back to this <laughs> one moment, right? Uh, just a bunch of disappointments from here on out. Uh, me as a kid, I was like, wow, okay, this is, like, dumb, but at the same time, Certainly didn't hate it as much as like someone like you did, right? Am, am I hitting the nail on the head, Crockett? Well, uh, this was pre-Dirt Sheets. I didn't start getting those to around 92. Oh, okay. So it was pre that. But I, I think everyone assumed it was some sort of wrestler, right, Sonny? I, that's what I thought it was going to be. I just thought it was going to debut a new wrestler or, or something. But I thought it was a weird way to do it. But I was like, all right, I'm in Like until I saw that. What was this supposed to be the payoff? Like, wasn't it supposed to be? Did I? I always heard a rumor it was supposed to be like Chavo Guerrero or Armando Guerrero or something. That was my, um, Hector, Hector. Hector Guerrero, Guerrero was actually the one in the suit. Uh, it was really. Yeah. Was he ever supposed to work? I think the idea was he was just going to be like a mascot. I think that's what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Just for Survivor Series or forever? Yeah, you think yeah, yeah. it's that's, really yeah. pretty. Thanksgiving centric, the character. And if that's the case, why would you fly in Hector Guerrero from wherever he's from? Why would you just say, "Hey, kid, you fit the suit. Get in there." <laughs> no, yeah, because I think they really thought this was going somewhere. That was a, that would have been a perfect spot for Scott Taylor. Then, see, in Scotty Tuati. Yeah, he was doing he was doing work was then, he? wasn't he? Oh, yeah, maybe he know. was just starting. But it's one of those things. Like, um, I like the idea of them saying, "Well, you know." There's the Philly Fanatic. I mean, you know, there wasn't as many mascots back then as there are now, but there's, oh, there was the Philly Fanatic. There was this. There was that. Like, why shouldn't WWE have a mascot? And, uh, okay, but at the same time, like, yeah. Yeah, that know. makes sense, I guess. Yeah. Mascots are a weird thing. Uh, I was at the debut of Wally. <laughs> I happened to be in Fenway as a child, uh, teenager. I think I might have been in high school time um, with my dad. 
the day that Boston Red Sox debuted Wally, and Wally he the Green was Monster. booed out of Fenway Park, like booed <laughs> out of Fenway Park beyond belief. Everybody hated Wally until they finally won the World Series, and then just didn't care anymore. They're, they yeah. they kind of accepted him, but we didn't need something like that. Like back in the day, like it, it was ridiculous. And I think uh, as you heard from the reaction from the crowd, yes, yeah, the WWE didn't need it either. It was a smart crowd even back then. Yeah. And let's review Mean Gene's uh, take on what people were speculating. <laughs> a dinosaur? A rabbit? Balloons? B- balloons! <laughs> <laughs> balloons. People thought it was balloons. Yeah, well, that makes sense. What else comes in an egg? The Playmate of the Month, apparently. He said that. Uh, mean Gene, oh, maybe you missed I that. Missed you that were that laughing about yeah. the balloons, I think. I was probably, yeah, I was probably still stuck on the balloons. He said the Playmate of the Month. What was that? I'm not going to do that in front of a crowd like this. <laughs> those, 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 you got legs like my mother-in-law. I mean, this is like a showcase for Mean Gene to try to get this over, and he did the best he could, but, I mean, he was dealt a plate of shit. The best is if you hear, like, Heenan, like, just laughing. No, no he, it wasn't Heenan. It wasn't, uh, I thought it was Gorilla and Heenan. It was Gorilla and uh, Roddy Piper. Oh, okay. I like oh. Gorilla, Gorilla. As soon as he comes out, he goes... There it is! What is it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, sometimes when you hand in lemons, you can't you can't make lemonade. You, you just can't. You just have lemons. Yeah. And that's what that is. I like how um, at first, Mean Gene couldn't understand him, but then he could understand him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and did you hear the he difference? He also promptly the... named him. Yeah. What? Uh, no, no. He was he... a gobbly gook. Yeah, he named, no, he named himself, right? The, he told him what his name was and then mean, oh, don't tell me you're the gobbly gooker. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, so stupid. Go, 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 go. Yes, that is. Though it was to be a Thanksgiving tradition. Imagine if the that guy got over and he was still. Uh, the mascot to this day of the, and he's going to be at the Survivor Series uh, this Sunday or this past yesterday. I hope he is. This. That'd be awesome. This gives if he me showed ideas, up on though. Sunday, everybody would pop. I think chaotic. 100% I, everybody would pop. I think you're absolutely right. But I think chaotic could use a, a mascot. It could. Hmm. Maybe maybe, uh, hmm. maybe for Easter you debut a big egg or Chaos something. Chaos the cat. I just came up with that. That was genius. That's why he's, <laughs> he's a genius, this guy. I was thinking more Captain Chaotic. Oh. A, Captain a big Chaotic. guy a big guy in a mask. Who, yeah. Captain USA. Give me a cape. I'll do it, Brian. <laughs> Give me a cape. I'll, I'll call up Danny. <laughs> uh, so, so we're going with alliteration. That's the thing. It has to be two Cs regardless of what it is? Sure. All right. What do you got, Sonny? We both came up with one. I, I got nothing. Wow. <laughs> got nothing. That's why I keep him around, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, you heard this promo, but nothing. If you want the full picture, find the link to the video in the description of this episode or on the WPAN.com. All right, Sonny, thank you very much for being here. Thank you for having me. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. Brian Fury as well. Happy Thanksgiving. Same to you, Michael. All right, Same well, we'll... you, Sonny. Thank you very oh. much, And then Brian. if you want to know do the leftovers, watch the Dropkick Kitchen to figure that out. That's right. Tuesday night. On YouTube. On YouTube. On the YouTube. I'll be checking it out. Uh, you should too. We will be back here. You and me, Brian Fury, perhaps oh, yeah. Brian Malonis as well. Next Monday for episode 188 of the Wrestling Podcast About Nothing. Till then, for Brian Malonis, he's Brian Fury. He's Sunny Goodspeed. I'm Mike Crockett. Big ups to Mucko and thanks for nothing. Running gimmicks, running gags here. All right. Can't fucking schedule shit. Don't you understand your own podcast? Don't watch wrestling. Okay. All right. Here we go. <coughs> yeah, get it out now. That's definitely something I'd be thankful for. Yeah, the... Uh, I just completely lost my train of thought. That happens to old people. <laughs> Early onset dementia. I had something brilliant to say. I really should keep a pad of paper in front of me and uh, <laughs> write the stuff down as it, as it comes well, to me. If only you had a laptop. <laughs> <laughs>